The High Regard Show. It's... We killed the loudest, Rick. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. There'll be no strings to bind your head Not if my love can't bind your heart There's no need to take a stand For it was I who chose to start Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. All right, seriously, we are so excited about this show. I mean, like, little kids on Christmas morning excited. We have had some good guests in the past, but the guy on this week's show is huge. Literally. <laughs> so let's get it right into your herd so we can get right to them. This week's You Heard comes to us from 49th Street between 7th and 8th Avenues. And as an added bonus, we actually have real audio of the event as it happened. Roll tape, Tom. This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. And that's this week's You Heard. Drops Mike. I don't think we have had a You Heard as good as that one since we started You Heard. No, no. There's never going to be, I don't think, a You Heard as great as that because we were so excited to have him say that. But do people really understand what the hell it was they just listened to? <laughs> I guess not. I feel like, oh my God, we're like talking secrets. Like we're telling <laughs> secrets and it's like, oh yeah, guys, we have to fill you in on it. It's always great to be like, on the other end of an inside joke, isn't it, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Not only do we make ourselves feel uncomfortable from time to time, but we bring you into the fold as well. <laughs> we're not experts, but we're experts at that. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, doing a show like this, you never know what you're going to get. We try to plan in advance, but at the last minute, some opportunities will come up, and the next thing you know, you're sitting across from a Marvel Universe hero. Such is the case with this week's guest. 
when we had the chance to sit down with Stefan Kapisik. Kapisik. Kapisik? Stefan Kapisik. You know, I'm just going to call him Stefan. That's fine. <laughs> I don't want to like ruin his last name because he is really a lot bigger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty. Like when we tweeted earlier this week that we had a colossus sized, you know, guest coming up, like no he joke. is colossus sized. Like it's not just a clever name. <laughs> not at all. He's he's huge and quite attractive. Am I allowed to agree? <laughs> You're definitely allowed to agree. Please don't leave this one hanging on me, okay? Because <laughs> there's been a lot of innuendos going on lately, and I just want to make completely sure that we agree that he's attractive. He's we not do. just my type. <laughs> oh, he's totally my type, too. <laughs> but Stefan plays the voice of Colossus in Deadpool, which is in theaters now. It sure is, Tom. And we got a chance to see it. We did see it on opening night on Thursday. Oh, my God. It was insane. It was so good. But we're not going to talk about the movie just yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're, it's us teasing it for you. We are. We're teases. We're going to throw the meat at you lions right away <laughs> and just get right into the interview with Stefan. Yep. Who was nice enough to take out, like, you know, a chunk of his day to sit down and talk with us. Us of all people. I know. Right? <laughs> and it's weird when I was like going doing research and stuff like that. I'm seeing like him doing like interviews for like EW and things like that. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing talking to us? Because we're just we're we're the people, man. We the people. I think he was just sitting in his hotel room like I am so bored. Like just give me anybody <laughs> <laughs> and get me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it was not like that. But let's. Let's get to the interview because I'm really, really excited. And plus, I made him laugh, so I really want people to hear that I can be funny. I'm not just <laughs> I'm not just the donkey of the show. <laughs> the fact that he is from Serbia had nothing to do with the fact that he had no idea what you were saying. He just came out he like did. a little like I think it's Shut supposed up. to be funny. Roll the interview, Tom. <laughs> All right, let's get to that bead footage. So we're here with Stefan Kapisik, who voices Colossus in the upcoming Deadpool. And we are very excited to be here. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk to the High Regard Show. Thank you for having me. Now, you were in the dark about what you were extensively auditioning for, because from what I understand, it was a pretty long interview process. Yeah. When that moment when you realized that you were auditioning for Deadpool, what was that moment like? Well, well, for me as a comic book geek, you know, that was something really specific because, you know, my whole life I was like dreaming to be a superhero. You know, mm -hmm. when you're a kid, you believe that a superhero exists, sure. but, you know, when you grow up, well, you kind of, you know, understand that the only way you can become a superhero is, you know, being an actor. So <laughs> my childhood dream definitely uh, was, has been, well, is fulfilled right now, so... Uh, when I, you know, when, when I found out that I'm going to be a Colossus, because, you know, one of my first comic books that I wrote, read in my life was X-Men. Right. And Colossus was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that's something that you, I really I cannot verbalize, you know, that, that, that's, that feeling is so powerful. It's, I felt like the happiest man in, in the world. <laughs> and I still feel, 
which is which is beautiful. Right. That's a great. That's that's great. Did you ever think, you know, that your career path when you decided to become an actor would lead you to, you know, kind of making that six-year-old self, you know, pretty damn happy? Well, if I can be honest, you know, I was praying that something like this will come one day. You right. know, I was like working a lot in theater mm-hmm. and, and on TV shows all around Europe and in, in in the states, but you know, I was like always hoping that I'm gonna you know become a part of Marvel Universe or mm-hmm. you know the comic book world. Right. And that happened. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think your you know your six year old self would say to the fact that you know you have an action figure? <laughs> oh my God! Well, <laughs> I, I think that you know that little Stefan. Six-year-old Stefan <laughs> would, would be jumping, you know, here like you know, he would be the most happiest kid in the world, definitely. You know, I would I would love to see if I can go back, you know, to time to just like tell myself that I'm gonna become one of those <laughs> characters that he's reading right now. So, would you have even believed it though? <laughs> like as a little kid, if you came back and told yourself you were gonna be playing a superhero, I think that, I think <laughs> Stefan, the little Stefan, would believe that, you know, because he was totally in love with all those characters, right. you know. I can I can still remember, you know, the first time when when I went to the comic book store with my grandpa. I can mm-hmm. still remember. So you know that memory is so powerful because right. I loved so much the comic books. So when we came in, you know. I remember there was a woman and he and she brought she brought a, lo- a pile of comic books, and I was like so intimidated, you know, with that pile. You know, I wanted to have them all, but my grandpa said first, you know, just take one or two of those. Right. And you know, I felt, uh, you know, kid with a pile of comic books, you sure, can understand yeah. that feeling. Yeah. I wanted, you know, I was like looking for the Wolverine, then, you know, made the Spider-Man, Punisher, you know, so many of those characters. And I don't have, I cannot like read them right away. So my, my, my grandpa saw the terror, you know, in, in my, you know, in my face that I cannot like decide which one I'm going to take. So he said, come on, let's take them all. So thank God for that, you know, right. because I was so happy. And I will never forget that was the specific, sp- special edition of Wolverine with a scratch from his claws, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's I still I still have them because I'm a guy I have a really huge collection of comic books. Awesome. So I still have that on a special <laughs> place. And I'm grateful because you know that 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 was the thing that brought me in and I well that's like true love for something and you know it never stopped. Right. I still feel like a Peter Pan. You know, I don't want to <laughs> grow up because I wouldn't be happy you know, like this if I'm just like if this is just some sort of a like a usual movie mm-hmm. it's a studio movie it's beautiful but you know that thing that you're like you're like part of the universe that you were growing up with it mm-hmm. it's something really special right right and you know with it's R rating and a superhero who can outsnark Tony Stark you know <laughs> if you could even believe that you know Deadpool seems to kind of be a much needed departure for Marvel you know what, what do you think sets Deadpool apart from the rest of the superhero genre well definitely uh, Deadpool is a game changer for all those superhero movies because we're now getting into some some new phase uh, of comic book heroes who are like approaching uh, more audience, you know, not only like super, you know, the fans or the right. geeks, but but like uh, people that are not into the comic books because he is anti-hero. Mm-hmm. He is extremely funny. All those jokes and and, and the, the the things that he's doing, like the good things in a bad way, 
<laughs> are something that everyone can see, watch, and enjoy in that. Not only the people do, which are like in the comic books, you know. So because sometimes you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy is it's an amazing movie for me. But you know, there are people that just you know they're not into that. But with Deadpool, Deadpool is well, he, it, it is R-rated, mm -hmm. but still it it approaches everyone. It's such a clever thing, mm -hmm. you know. It's 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 totally different from anything I, I saw in the comic book world. And I'm, I'm so proud and I'm part of like, you know, something that's gonna become a cult, you know, because some, you know, cult movies, which, you know, uh, everybody was going, is going to see, even like, you know, the kids, we, right. they cannot see it right now because it's R-rated, but they cannot like wait to try to get to that. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I really am proud to be a part of it. And I wanna thank, you know, Tim Miller, Right. Uh, uh, as a director who wanted me for this role and he was like when he listened to and saw my my audition he when he came to you know to my um, tape he was like this is it I want this guy and he stood by me you know through all the phases of the auditions right. and he when I came to Los Angeles to, to do the test shoot uh, we were supposed to like work for four hours we worked for like nine <laughs> so we 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 clicked right when we when we started working we clicked and I knew you know I felt that he believes in me mm -hmm. and uh, without him I wouldn't be you know right. today here so for me this is these are the, the best days of my life if I can say that you know to be honest you know being in New York yesterday we had a, like fan screening you know standing with all those guys being a part of Deadpool Wow, I just cannot like explain how happy I am, right. how proud I am, and how my parents are proud on the other sure, side, you know, yeah. because you know it doesn't happen. It's it's not, not not something that happens every day. I really had some amazing projects in my life, and I worked with so many beautiful directors, amazing actors, but this brings something something. Uh, that I, was something that unexplainable, un, un, right. I cannot verbalize <laughs> that that good feeling that I have in my in my heart right. and in my soul. Good, <laughs> that's no, that's that's awesome. And you know, you said it was so much fun to work with Ryan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, was there just a particular funny moment that kind of sticks out when you were able to be on set with him? Uh, that you could maybe talk about or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, you know, well, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, is he, that guy's really a star? Mm -hmm. He has that kind of star quality that I haven't seen, you know, in a long, long time. Because uh, the way he he, uh, he improvises, the his charm, his talent, his uh, there was like a moment when when he wanted to direct me, you know, to try because he he is one of the producers, though, mm -hmm. even like he's the, the Deadpool and. Uh, he is the franchise, he is Deadpool, right. but still he wanted like everything in the movie to be th as best as it can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in one moment when we were like, he wanted like to direct some of my, you know, lines as Colossus to see what, what voice range can we make, you know. Mm -hmm. So in one moment he was like standing ear by ear like this <laughs> and he was like improvising how, how would he do Colossus. Right as Ryan Reynolds, so, you know, we were like competing, <laughs> who's gonna do it, like, you know, he was like, you know, we can do a better, you know, you, you can do better than this. So, he, he, you know, working with him is, is something that I'm really grateful for, you know, mm -hmm. and having him as, as a colleague, and yesterday we were just like talking a lot of, on, on a screening, and, and, you know, 
all those actors in the movie are so specific and so good. Mm -hmm. Because when you see the Deadpool, when you watch the movie, uh, it's totally like, it's not like a, a blockbuster, uh, regular, you know, Marvel movie, sure. which you see. Uh, it's so, it's so, how do you say that? Uh, so fine, in, it's so, so uh, precise in everything. Each uh, sentence, every joke is so clever. And the writers are amazing, mm -hmm. you know. When you see, like, the creator of Deadpool, you know, always you have, like, creators, like Rob Liffle, uh, when he, he's like watching like for the sixth time he's watching yesterday the movie and he, he is like watching it like every time like he's watching it the first time right. you know? when you see the creator who can always be a little bit like you know having a, a problem you know is this okay or this is right. not okay maybe I thought no Robert Liffield is, is watching it like uh, he, he was he's um, 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 uh, totally amazed by, by it you know mm -hmm. for the sixth time he's so so proud Right. And, you know, when you see that, you know, the creator of the character is proud, there is no bigger compliment. Of course, Especially yeah. Especially he gave me so much compliments for the, for, the, for the role of the Colossus yesterday. And he made my day, he made my life on the other side. Because, you know, when you have that kind of legend telling you that, oh, yeah. there's <laughs> no, no better compliment, you know. Right, like, of course. Yeah. And I'll turn over to Tom for the last oh, couple uh, questions. Uh -huh. I get the fun questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So your natural voice is fairly close to Colossus's. Yeah. Have you been going around to your friends and pulling lines from the movie using your Colossus voice? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, some of them I did. Especially, well, yesterday was like so many fans were coming to me and please, can you tell my name as Colossus? So I was going because, you know, Colossus has that like, I don't have that kind of accent, you know, because I have an accent, but you know, Colossus speaks like this, you know, and when he goes like, uh, we can't allow this Deadpool, you know, so I always go like, we can't allow this Rick, or, you know, other people just, you know, want to hear me like talking right, to Colossus, yeah. which is beautiful, so, and the guys and the, and the fans were so happy, you know, to, and, you know, th that's, the, uh, you know, wind in my back, you know, that, that I, I did something really right. good, because when you see, you know, they're, they're coming to, fans are the best, you know, audience ever, because, uh, they will tell you exactly if you're good or bad, you know. If they don't like your character, you're like getting into their world, you know. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you can, you can, you know. They can make you or they can break you, right? You know. So the thing is, I passed. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think they're gonna make you. Yeah. They, they're worry. making me. Yeah, thanks to that. <laughs> All right, so if you could choose any superhero to play for your next role, who would it be? Uh, well, I would love to play Colossus in his human form because in his human form he's like tall as me, <laughs> and we have already his superhero, you mm -hmm. know, form. But still, on the other side, there is a character that I'm like, you know, thinking about a lot of, you know, for a long time. It's uh, Craven the Hunter. Because he is Russian, though, and he, we resemble a lot, you know. We have, like, similar, you know, well, comic, in the comic and <laughs> in, 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 in real. But, but I think he, he could be, like, I could play him, like, really good, you know. Very cool. Yeah, so <laughs> I would love to play Punisher, but I see that, you know, Punisher is one of my favorite characters in, in, in the comic book world. But I see that, you know, there are so many 
people already tried to do that, and you know, he's really American American, so. But maybe they're waiting to just reboot it in the right way. Who knows? Yeah, like, I, think I feel he, like the Hulk they're trying to reboot all the time. Yeah, everything gets rebooted. Yeah, yeah, but who knows, you know? You never know what's yeah. going to happen. But still, I, I I got into the Marvel Universe, so I just want to, like, you know, Exactly, yeah. Swim through it, you yeah. know? And, You'll and, be, yeah, you're going to be swimming for yeah. a while. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so what is something personal people would never guess about you if they only ever saw you as Colossus? Hmm. That I'm still a Peter Pan. I don't want to grow up, you know. I'm maybe that. I don't know. All of us it's, guys are the same way. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't I'm matter a where you're comic from. Book geek. Yeah, I'm totally a nerd, you know. That's something that maybe they wouldn't see. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard question for a, you know, comic book geek, you know, I love all those powers. I know, it's hard to yeah, pick one. It's hard to pick one, yeah. You can it's, pick two. Yeah, I can, <laughs> can, I, can I pick, pick a two. character and take all his powers? You can do you that. You can totally do that. Okay, I, I would like to have uh, Professor Xavier's powers. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's all a right. bunch of those powers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Kinesis, yeah. still, yeah, you know, there's so many of those mental powers. Plus, you run the school, so if yeah, you need anything, and I, yeah, you and I can, <laughs> I can make him fight for me. Yeah, that's perfect. You don't want to like, get out of the yeah, chance. Someone do it. <laughs> Whenever someone asks, like, what three wishes would you want? I'd always say more wishes. Obviously, like, why would you stop with that? Like, why? <laughs> that's yeah. That's a perfect answer. That's the American greed. So, what's next for you now? Well, uh, first of all, I want to see like how Deadpool goes in the box office, and you know, but, but I believe, and as I can see, you know, it's going to be a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, uh, Deadpool by itself is opening so many doors right now. So, unfortunately, I cannot like talk about anything sure. that's going on because you know how it goes until it's something is official, right. then you can talk about it. But as a matter of fact, Deadpool is really opening so many great doors Good. right now. So I hope that we're going to see you guys again. You know, and talk about something new, something <laughs> fresh. We'll so. keep our eyes on you. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for that. Have your parents seen the movie yet? No, uh, they're going uh, at a special premiere event tomorrow evening in Belgrade, Serbia, because they're having like the same, uh, you know, pre- big premiere. Sure. And they're like, everybody's disappointed in my in my home country because I'm not going to be there. I'm here, but you know, they love me being here. So yeah. it's kind of, it's, it, it's, Understandable. You'll be there uh, on, the, yeah. on the big I'll, screen. Yeah. <laughs> on the big screen, yes. So, so they're gonna see it tomorrow night, and they're, they're so excited about awesome. it. Yeah. I hope somebody gets to actually film them, so you can see their reaction. <laughs> yeah, <before laughs> because that's gonna be incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even for them just to see you up there. Yeah, like that's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's really amazing. That's, that's great. That. Yeah, so thank you so much. No. I mean, you were fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Were fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. So there you have it, man. Like, oh my God. Like, we were so excited to do that. And you, I mean, Tom has been, like, ridiculous about this movie. Like, he could not wait for this movie to come out. Like, ever since they said that they were making this movie. It's been two years. Tom has been, like, just, like, a little kid. Like, oh my God, Deadpool. Oh my God, Deadpool. Oh my God, Deadpool. Because it is it is not the normal... F- All right. So, I have... This now 
what was once just a love relationship, a love-hate relationship with the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because they knew that their movies make a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and they do. And as soon as they announced, like, an Avengers, a Captain America, an Iron Man, Ant-Man, as soon as they announced any of those, it's immediately like, I can't wait for it to come out. But there's so many of them has come out, and now it's just the same formula. Right, it's all the over. same thing. Like, I remember, you know, like, Iron Man, I loved Iron Man, because who doesn't love, you know, Robert Downey Jr., who is Tony Stark? I like, was going to say, Robert Downey Jr. playing Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, exactly. Like, who doesn't love that? Like, I mean, he's such a little dick, but, like, there's just something to love about him. And plus, like, I have been in love with Captain America since I was a little kid. Like, I don't know why. Like, I just, like... It's not like I was a big comic book person or anything like that, but like Captain America was always just like I loved him and I loved what he stood for. So like when his movie, his mo- his first movie came out, I could not wait. And I was like really against like Chris Evans, you know, because he had already been in like Fantastic Four and everything. And I was like, but when that movie came out, it was so good. It was so well done. And then like the next one came out and it was like, Okay, it's like the diluted. same. It's the same thing. Like I'm really excited about Winter Soldier because I like how dark. Or not Winter Soldier. I keep saying Winter Soldier, but I'm really excited about Civil War because I like the fact that like it's not perfect. Like it looks like the Avengers. There's like a crack in the armor, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> because i love that like i guess you will (laughs) (laughs) like the first ones were great because it was like yes like we're saving the world but it's like how many goddamn times are you gonna save the world right so like i'm excited about that to see this like crack in the veneer but then like when deadpool because i never knew anything about deadpool and then seeing the commercials for it and i love ryan reynolds like i've loved him since van wilder because like that's snarky like he outsnarks tony stark like i said in the interview and Oh my God. Like, this was a riot, this movie. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's weird about, like, l- l- I want to stick with Iron Man for a minute. Last night, <laughs> I saw it was so weird that it came up. Like, and I was, like, so excited because I was like, oh, I could bring this up during, like, the whole show tomorrow. <laughs> I saw Less Than Zero last night. Oh my God. And I was like, you know, it's weird how, like, Robert Downey Jr. went from that character. Like, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. was probably doing drugs and sucking dick at one point (laughs) when he was showing up in random people's bedrooms. Let's hope so. (laughs) It's not like you got a dick. If anything, I'd benefit way more than you would. (laughs) After I said that, I was like, wait, why did I say that? Like, you're not a dude, Nikki. (laughs) I could just imagine looking down and being like, I love you and Iron Man. (laughs) Just gently tapping him on the head. Turn on your heart light, Tony. Turn on your heart light. But <laughs> But here's the thing. Like he went and I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has this sordid past. He does, yeah. And, and you're like, oh, and that guy was a train wreck at one point in time. And then over time, he cleaned up his life. He got better and like became Tony Stark. Right. And he really is like, I think that if you met Robert Downey Jr. in real life and you were like, hey, listen, there's an alley invasion. 
he would run to it thinking he'd be able to like fucking take it on. Like he'd and be, be like, like, oh shit, I forgot. I don't. Like, I'm not CG. I'm not half CGI right now. Yeah, he'd get up there in front of like the alien invasion and be like, going, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and then like turns around and like the army's behind him. He's like, I'll let you guys handle this. Yeah. <laughs> but what's so weird to me is that like when we were talking to Stefan. I could see him being very much like the character that we saw in the movie Deadpool this week. Mm -hmm, Like as Colossus? Yeah, because, I mean, he has a very strong presence. There is something about him that is just very, like, warming. Yeah, like, he's he's very affable. Like, he's very open and friendly. And he has a great accent. He does have a great accent. He really does. But what was so cool about him is, like, you know... Tony Stark, you could see, like, all of his flaws. Mm-hmm. And in essence, he's not really a good person. Right. You know, he's a capitalist. Whereas Stefan playing Colossus is more of just a kind-hearted person. Right, yeah. And in, and in real life, that comes across in the interview, I think, really strongly. Right. It, it definitely does. You know, because he's just as excited to be in this movie as, you know, people are that this movie existed, you know? Like, he is, like, so excited, and I love how that, like, comes through. But I also love how, in the movie, Colossus plays, like, almost like Deadpool's conscious. Yes. But, like, he may or may not, like, act on, you know, Stefan, or on the <laughs> Stefan, on, like, the, the suggestions, suggestions. of Colossus. Right, but, like, but... he plays the movie's real, like, kind of you know, stream of consciousness. And I love that because, like, it's so over the top, you know? It is so over the top. And I think that, like, in the case of a movie like this, it's brilliant the way it's put together because you look at, like, the way the Marvel Universe has gone. They have always gone after this demographic of, like, the PG crowd. Sure. So, you know, parents... Because superheroes, can bring their kids yeah. in and be like, oh, all right, look, I'm going to buy my kids comic books. But I think somehow the marketing team of Marvel realized, like, a, you know, we've been doing this now for years. Like, Year, putting literally out, years. Like, since the Fantastic Four came out, I would say is when things started to, like, really take shape and the X Men started to really shape it. And we're going back, like, you know, like, it's been going on it's for a long time. It's been on for, time, like, so more than a decade, for sure, I'd say. Because, like, you had, like, the X-Men movies and then, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't know the exact dates. We're not experts. Yeah, but you're <laughs> going back. But, I mean, the years have passed and, like, all these people who went to these movies as, as kids sure. and jumped on board are now, are now adults. adults. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, now you go and you're going to look and, you you know, if when you, and go, and, when you go see Civil War, mm-hmm. I'm guessing... 90% short. I Civil love how, War is you, how you said PG. when you go see Civil no, no, War. I'll see Civil War. I'll see Civil War because I like the idea of the Civil War story. Mm-hmm. Because it is very, very hard to imagine any universe, including the Marvel one, taking these people who have these very strong personalities and not knowing that at some point they're going to conflict. Gonna crack, right. So the idea of a Civil War is just the evolution of what that story would right. be, and even it, in real life. Sure, and it plays into what's going on right now among human beings on planet Earth, especially in America. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you look at things like that, and you're like going, okay, it's going to be rated PG probably, mm-hmm. 90% sure it will be. And when it does, it's going to just be a bunch of parents and kids going to this movie. 
I, this was like the first superhero movie that was made for us. Right. Who grew up with it, with these, with these movies. And now we're to the point where it was like, this is our gift to you. Here is an adult version of a superhero movie. And it was adult. It was so <laughs> adult. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Deadpool is such a naughty little minx. Like, he's exactly... And, like, Ryan Reynolds is perfect at it. Like, his delivery, because in my eyes, Ryan Reynolds is always going to be Van Wilder, like, to me, because that's when I first was, like, became aware of him, you know? And everybody's like, oh, he's the sexiest man, he's this, he's that. But, like, to me, he's always going to be Van Wilder, just that, like, delivering those, like, snarky one-liners, being adorable at it. And, like, as Deadpool, he was just so, like, there's so many things that I loved about that movie just because of his delivery and his comedic timing. And I think that of all of the Marvel uni- Universe movies to this point, that is so far the most realistic movie because the characters are broken. Right, yeah. Because they didn't all just all of a sudden just wake up and have these superpowers and said, I'm going to be good. Like, he is... It's a struggle, yeah. Yeah, the Deadpool character basically, you know, wound up being in this program, got turned into this Like, got person. tortured. Like, he was tortured until he turned into this, you know, Yeah, he has thing. a very scarred soul about him. He does. That's a very well-played, like... Well, thank fr- you. Ter- ...trick of a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about the Deadpool character is, like, we can relate to him. Because right. I feel like if we were superheroes, we would be that guy. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be like Batman, where it was like, "I'm gonna like do this because I'm morally obligated because of the death of my parents," or like. Right. No, we would be revenge driven for sure. Like we're very vengeful. And I think most people would. Yeah. You know, and I and I like the message of like the whole X Men genre, where it's like you know everybody's created equal and we're fighting for our rights to remain equal, not fighting for our rights to be over people. Mm -hmm. But like Deadpool's just like, fuck y'all. Like, right. Yeah. My whole mission is to make sure that my chick is all right, which is what this movie was based on. Yeah. And I'm not out fighting for a cause. Like he, he wasn't like fighting to save the world. He was out to save his love interest. Right. Yeah. And like find the guy so that he could be turned back into beautiful ryan reynolds right because i mean who wouldn't want to be beautiful ryan right. reynolds <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you know i i've i've also read up on what the future of this holds and i mean one thing that we had asked stefan is is there any other roles coming up that you know of down the line mm-hmm. after watching the movie i mean at the end roll credits they give like a little teaser as to what's to come which is neat because a lot of times they don't tell you who the next bad guys right be. sure yeah and uh, i'm not gonna give it away because i want people no, to stay see, through the whole go see the movie you, you have to yeah go see the movie and this isn't one that you pirate and watch on tv because i know people do that dicks yeah it's wrong you it's should so never wrong. pirate movies don't pirate movies and if you do don't tweet about them before they come out in theaters <laughs> <laughs> always check release dates <laughs> yes <laughs> Listen to your friends at the High Regard Show. <laughs> but, like, it is it is to be seen on the big screen. Like, you, I get it. When, as soon as it comes on TV, I have no doubt 
that whatever comes on cable, I'm going to watch it every time it shows up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's totally going to be one of those because there's stuff that, like, I know that we missed because we were laughing. And, like, we saw it at 11 o'clock at night on Thursday, like, the night before, like, its main opening. And it was just, like, a raucous, like, crowd. Like, everybody was just, like, laughing and cornballing. And, like, it was just... (laughs) It was just a very raucous crowd because the mo- the movie is raucous. So, like, I know that because we were laughing, we missed, like, certain aspects and stuff like that. But, like, I loved how, like, there would be almost, like, pauses, like, because they knew that we were going to be laughing at it. You know what I mean? Because it was very, like, aware of itself. Yes. It was very, very timed out perfectly yeah. where it was like, take a minute, understand yeah. what just happened. Yeah. And then, you know, Y'all we're going to go that. to the next joke. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, my gosh, it was perfect. Yeah. But it is going to be killer. You know, one thing that I really, really wish, and and this is the good side and the bad side about doing a podcast as opposed to like a video show. What, and then so maybe people, even not. Because people could see that we're laying in bed talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Hi, normal. Guys. It's not normal that we're laying in bed, but we don't live in a superhero's lair. <laughs> we live in a shitty apartment in Harlem. And right now somebody's putting a metal door in, so we have no choice. And just the fact that they're putting metal doors in gives you an idea of the kind of building. We we need a superhero here, basically, is what we need. Just to roam the hallways, just to make sure everything is okay. I have a feeling that I'm going to hear you, like, sewing. Like, you'll be, like, sewing some kind of outfit for yourself and be like, I am, and then whatever your superhero name would be. <laughs> yeah, Boratron. That would be me. Boratron. Yeah, my, my superhero name would be Boratron. I would, like, fight crime from the couch. <laughs> Can I send an email to the police to let them come here? <laughs> Somebody Captain call 311. <laughs> Captain Couch always prevails, kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, here's the thing that I wish people could have seen, which, I mean, I, I personally think that you can hear it from the interview. I'm like, because, you know, I was there, though. So I don't know if it's just me who was able to pick up on that energy or if I, I hope it translates well to the listeners. It does. But Stefan was as excited about the role as we were to talk to him about the role. He really was, yeah. Like, and that, I think, does come across. He loved playing this character. And, I mean, it was was an uphill battle for him because originally, you know, there already was a Colossus character in place Mm -hmm. who has appeared in other X-Men movies previously to this one. And then all of a sudden, they were like, we're going to like CGI this character. We, mm-hmm. And they told this guy, we just want your mannerisms. We don't want your voice. We just want you to act it out. And the guy didn't agree to it. And it opened up the door for Stefan, who killed it. He really does. <laughs> yeah, he really, truly does. He is like, you can't listen to his voice in the movie and not think like that is what Colossus would sound mm-hmm. like. Like he, he gave like this whole energy to this character and turned it into a real being. Right, to something that is like, you know, obviously CGI, you know what I mean? Like, he do- it doesn't, like, you can't tell that it's CGI or something, but, like, he humanized this, like, you know, for better sense of a word, this mutant guy, you know what I mean? Because that's what Colossus is. Yeah. So, yeah. But then when you talk to him, <laughs> <laughs> he is like, it's like he regresses to be like this kid again. Who's just in love with comics, and now he is in this living movie. out this dream, yeah. And it's weird because a lot of actors would just be like, "I'm glad I had the opportunity to play this role. 
and to them it's just another role moving on. Right, move stuff. on. Yeah, it's just another day at, at the office. And Stefan has done like other stuff. Oh yeah, like, he's been in a ton of he's stuff. He's been in like twenty four and uh, you know like stuff we've seen. It's not yeah. like okay, he just did stuff overseas or whatever mm-hmm. in Serbia. I mean, he is like been an American actor. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, it's this is him as a little kid going and being a superhero. And and an excitement comes out of him, which was so cool. Because, I mean, we do, this isn't like our first interview we've ever done. We've gone in interviews where we've, like, talked to people, and they just were not always that excited about stuff they worked right, on. Right, yeah, especially after. I mean, like, we were, you know, Stefan had a whole day of doing, you know, talking to people just like us, answering, you know, similar questions. Over and, and over. Over and over <laughs> and over, you know, although he did tell us that we did have good questions, which was awesome, because that's what everybody, every journalist wants to hear. So, like, that, like, you know, mm, gives me a little bit of pride but like (laughs) you know it's just like he was just he you can't like you can't fake excitement at the end of a long day of pressers like and I've been you know the second to last interviews or the last interview on things like that and the person's just like are you seriously like asking me these questions and like you know what I mean and he just was like Every answer was different, and he was just so excited. It was just like watching like a little kid. Like it was great. It was, and like the story of him explaining, you know, like how he got his first comic mm-hmm, from his grandfather and going to the comic book store. Like that was awesome. It was because I, I feel like most people, I would say ninety nine point nine percent, will never live out that fantasy. Like it just doesn't happen for people. It's like winning the Powerball. Like <laughs> when you're like, you know, I'm living in, you know, I'm living in this area where comics aren't like vastly popular, and I get this chance to go to a comic book store for the first time. I buy it. I fall in love with it immediately, and say, man, if I could be any like anybody, anybody who buys a comic book because they like Imagine the character, himself that, yeah. yeah, because you like. You just kind of throw yourself into the story because that's the cool thing about comic books is everybody wants that power. And I feel like when we pick out comic book stories, we do so based on what we want to be. Oh, my God. Do I want to be a mean girl? Because, like, the only comic that, like, I seriously remember reading when I was a kid was, like, Archie. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, and I always was just fascinated by Veronica. (laughs) Was she the bitch? She was the bitchy one, wasn't she? All right. So not everybody gets to be what they (laughs) want to be when they grow up after reading a comic book. But so far, Stefan and Nikki both got to live (laughs) out their dreams of being their comic book heroes. Yes. Which is good for you guys, but the majority of us will never know. Like, I would say, I'm trying to think. My first comic books that I, like, ever gotten weren't really so much comic books as much as they were. Like, Erie Magazine. I remember getting Erie Magazine in 1976, which is just a collection of comic book stories, kind of like a Twilight Zone thing. Oh, cool. All right. And I remember reading it, and I, I remember after every single story... In my head, picture like just trying to think of it, like could this be made into a movie? And still to this day, like I will go and think, like, man, those stories were so solid, and they weren't haven't been recycled yet. They haven't been like, you know, found out and turned into something. So, is it possible if I was a director to turn these old stories from '76 into a movie? Movies like Deadpool bring to the forefront that people 
don't necessarily want, you know, things polished and nice and just, you know, packaged for them so that it doesn't offend anybody. Right. Does anyone remember laughter? Like, that's what people want. Like, there are a huge group of people that just want to laugh at reality right now because we need to because we are cracking as a fucking society. We've become a bunch of miserable people because every feeling that we have, we have to hold inside because we don't want to offend other people. Right. Which is why people are loving Donald Trump. It's amazing to me. Like, I can't believe... That this guy is like still like in the running. He would be a fucking ultimate villain. He would be a he great, is an ultimate villain. villain. He is an ultimate villain. I just don't want the ultimate villain to be my country's president. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody like that, I mean, people just don't want to hear the political correctness. They want to hear like somebody go up there and say, "This is what's on my mind," and that's the reason why he has the momentum. I feel like that is what makes Deadpool so good. It's not the typical Marvel movie where people are just looking at, you know, the screen and saying, here are a bunch of good, wholesome people doing a bunch of good, wholesome things time and time again. Right. Like, that's something that always pissed me off about Captain. Like, as much as I loved the Cap, and I do love the Cap, and I still do, but, like, it's just, like, nobody is that fucking good all the time. Like... That 50s mentality that was, like, charming in the first movie. But, like, the second movie, it's like, dude, like, you got to buck up and become a dick because, like, we need that. Which is why, like, Tony was always such a good foil. So, like, that's also why I'm interested to see, like, is Captain going to turn into a dick? Because he kind of might need to. It's very true. He really might need to. And I think, like, in Civil War, he will. I really do. But, you know, I also think that more movies going forward will see the formula that Deadpool put out and say, like, this is... A game changer. It really is a game changer. Mm -hmm. And, like, they've been saying that, and it totally is. And it's hard to believe because it's like, we have been fed the same movie so many times over so many years. Right. How can you make it different where it's going to stand out? And, And this movie did that. Hellboy... I think years ago also did that. And that doesn't get as much. And like you are like you love Hellboy. Like that is one all of time your, favorite. Yeah. All time favorite. And that is seriously like just scattered ashes. Like it's just nobody talks about it and nobody like but yeah, like it Yeah, and it I just think Hellboy came out before it was time to like actually say we're not going to follow the politically correct mold. Right. And pl- like we have we want to see characters that are flawed. Like we need to see flaws to remind ourselves that like we have them too. Like we're not these politically correct angels. Like we're not all like that because everybody has that evil quality to them. And some of the most politically correct people that I know are some of the biggest fucking assholes because they are so politically correct. Right. And I think that movies like Hellboy and Deadpool what is so attracting to those to uh, to so attracting about those movies in particular is that we can relate to those mm-hmm. it's hard to relate to Tony Stark because we'll never be rich right it's hard to relate to Captain America because we are not wholesome we are not wholesome no, it's no. hard to relate to Batman because you know I'm not gonna go out and fight for the city I'm gonna go out and fight for what I need myself and and i know it's greedy and it's wrong but at the end of the day 
That's really what human nature exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. We're not all getting together and fighting for the greater good of man. We're all getting right. together to try to fight to survive. And with these characters, you know, mm-hmm. Hellboy, Deadpool, this is what they bring to the table. Is they're saying, like, it's okay to fight for yourself. Where in the past, most of the other characters are saying, no, you have to fight for the greater good. Right. So, interesting take, interesting it is, take. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you agree, Nikki. <laughs> All my excitement like just exhausted me a little bit. I know. Uh, and and like, you know, doing this in bed is just like <laughs> <laughs> Is it helping it's you're like, closing I your eyes? I keep eyes getting like bit. do you see me like I keep like sliding down a little bit more like I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> it's kinda good. I feel like Lennon and Yoko. Right, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go into it? Did you know? I would love to go into it. Did you know? I knew you would. <laughs> well, did you? <laughs> let's hit the music. God damn it! Oh, I thought that would have been done already. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you are on the production team. So, did you know? Did you know Colossus first appeared in the giant size X Men number one? May of 1975. No, Tom, I did not know that. And do you want to know why? Why? Because I wasn't born until June of 1977. Which makes you the trophy co-host of the High Regard Show. And quite a trophy she is. Yeah, I guess. Like a bowling trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like that could be like probably, that's probably like one of the worst, like. The worst trophies. Or like, you know, like one of those ones that you could buy in like a tchotchke store, like best hairdresser, like something like that. Like just like one of those generic, like best insert a word here trophy. World's best mom jeans wearer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that one. (laughs) There you go. It's all yours. A Russian mutant. The character is a member of the X-Men and is by far the physically strongest member of the team. Being able to transform into a strong metallic form. Which is really cool. Like, it, what a cool thing to turn into. It is pretty cool. I don't know what else you would turn into. Like, like what would be another cool thing to turn into if it wasn't metal? A burrito. You would turn into a burrito <laughs> and then go fight crime? <laughs> I don't know. That would be the opposite of taking a bite out of crime. It would be taking a bite out of, like, justice. Just laying there. Like, imagine, like, I used to be standing there, and now there's just a burrito there. Like, that would be kind of weird. With a bite taken out of it? (laughs) Like, could this be the end of Burrito Girl? (laughs) Part two. (laughs) Coming next summer. Nice. His superhuman powers manifested during during his adolescence while saving his sister from a runaway tractor. As happens. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? I mean, you got to save your sister, but if you're going to do it, you might as well turn into some metal and save yourself as well. Immediately after, Peter, which is the origin name of Colossus. I did not know that. Well, now you know it. Good thing we're in a did you know. Peter Rasputin, actually. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Which is also a, it's like a Hellboy tie-in. Well, there you go. Very interesting. They love that Rasputin. In Russia, don't they? Awesome. Yeah, I guess so. Peter was contacted by Professor Charles Xavier, the founder of the X-Men, just like Stefan was contacted by Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool. Well. He had his own little... It all comes full circle. It really does. This is what we do in uh, the Did You Know section. 
Stefan took the role, giving not only a voice but a soul to the Colossus character as well. The kind, well-intentioned character you see in Deadpool movie is an exact reflection of Stefan himself. Wouldn't you say? I agree with that. I totally agree with that, yeah. Yeah, he seems like he would be good, but he also seems like he could be a bastard if he wanted to. Oh, my to. God, yeah. Like, like he is, he, in like real life, he is badass. Like, who is the villain that when we left him, we thought he would be best suited for? Not we. I. I. I would love to see Stefan play Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. He would definitely Because be Vlad was bad, but he was good. There were certain things that he did that were good. I mean, like, while he was impaling people, you know. He was bad for the right reasons. Some of them, yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, but as soon as I saw Stefan, I was like, you would be the perfect Vlad the Impaler. Like, you are the Vlad that I have been, like, looking for to, like, in the movie that I'm not writing, like he would be the perfect Vlad. <laughs> you might want to get your pen out. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> yes, well. <clears throat> His character has a solid list of affiliate stories in the Marvel Universe, and hopefully Stefan will have a chance to explore many more of them in the future. I would like to see that. I would very much like to see so that. So listen as well. up, Marvel. Yeah, just Hollywood in general. You know, you can't keep recycling the same people over and over again. Eventually, you're going to have to give somebody else a shot. And Stefan is definitely, we both said it the second we walked out of the interview. This guy, there's something about him. Mm -hmm. He got like a shot in a big movie. You need to just keep riding him right now because I feel like he is just at the breaking point. Right, yeah. Like, I really think that he could... I'm very interested to see, like, where he's going to go because I definitely think he has a long road ahead of him. And he's so appreciative. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you give somebody like that a chance when you have... It's it's a, it's a such an overprivileged industry. Right, yeah. Filled with a bunch of douchebags. And here comes this guy who's just so grateful for this opportunity. Why wouldn't you, like, have him in more things? Yeah. And that is this week's long very long well maybe not for the listeners because it'll be edited down oh, but lucky you guys <laughs> overall pretty long <laughs> jesus christ god bless you <laughs> i feel like i gotta do another one. <laughs> oh my god i'm like what are you doing are you gonna sneeze again almost oh my god veronica is getting very angry at your need to sneeze right now and that is this week's. <laughs> <laughs> and that is this week's long. And when I say long, this was a goddamn long. <laughs> did you know? Oh my god! Not so much to the listeners because this will be the edited down version. But just to get through yeah, it for whatever one. reason, it, it was a rough go. I took one for the team, guys. I took one for the team, guys. It was a rough go. And that is this week's. Did you know? Did you know? So we just want to say thanks again to Stefan Kapisik for such an awesome interview. You know, it was so great to talk to him. Um, you know, it's not every day that we get to talk to a real superhero. I mean, believe it or not. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we definitely want to give a shout out to Melanie Marquez of M M4PR for making the interview happen. She was incredible. Yeah, she was so awesome to talk to, too. Yeah. I really, really hope going forward in the future we get to work with her more because, I mean, she was she was great. She was as excited as we were. Yeah, 
and him being excited, the energy in that room was just ridiculous. Yeah, there was so much energy. It was like kinetic. Is that even like a word that one could say? Is that something that means something? It was. I felt like we were like what I imagine it would be like in a girl's locker room in a teen movie. Everybody's just all giggling and... Yeah, it doesn't happen like that in real life for sure. So it's definitely a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So don't be a tool, everybody. Go check out Deadpool, which is in theaters now, and which we give definitely four thumbs up to. And <laughs> Tom, I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was actually trying to count. I'm like, wait a minute, four. I'm like, how the hell do you have four thumbs? I'm like, oh yeah, I give, I give two. Yeah. And so I'm I like, that's two. four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not good at math, so whatever. Whatever, man. As for us, you can find us at highregardshow.com. And if you need to reach out to us, you can always email us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on all social media. We're High Regard Show. Yeah, you certainly are. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody. And a quick little birthday shout out to Tom, whose birthday's on Wednesday. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like celebrating one year closer to death. Oh, but one other thing before we go, really quick. Hurry up. Anybody out there listening wants to check out my show coming up, because I will actually be doing a stand-up show. Tom is doing a stand-up. He's going to get up on stage. It will be on March 7th. Monday. Is it a Monday? It is a Monday. I don't even know, man. They just tell me where to go and I go. It'll be at March 7th at Gotham Comedy Club in New York City on 23rd Street. Um, I'll put the links in the profile of the show yeah. and uh, you can call and reserve your spot. And I think it's like 12 bucks with two drinks and there'll be like a bunch of people from my comic graduating class, <laughs> which is how I deliver to you so much comedic gold throughout the show. <laughs> you could thank them for the comedy. Yes. And uh, that's it. So hopefully I get to see some of you guys there. Both there. parts of the, uh, yeah, I was going to just say both parts of the high regard show will be there to represent. Representing, yo. That's it. You can come by and get some stickers if you want, because we got that. We're going to have stickers. We're going to entice you with stickers and a two drink minimum. That's it. I hoard myself out enough. Slut. <laughs> you know me. All right, everybody. Good night. Bye. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Damn thing. That sounds sexy. Uh, here I go, here I go, here I go. Again, oh, girls, yeah. what's my weakness? Man. Okay, then chillin', chillin', mindin' my business. Word. You saw I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear, I stand, my niece, my witness. The brother had it going over something kinda uh, wicked, wicked. Had to kick it. I'm not shy, so I asked for the digits. I hope no.